Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. All right. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining our Beef Brunch News Update for Tuesday, May 30th. Um, We've switched up gears just a little bit today. Uh, Doesn't affect y'all too, too much, but Lee and I are actually recording this on Tuesday, um, a little bit later than we normally even send it out due to the Memorial Day holiday and meetings this morning and everything else. So Vince had to be in a meeting. Um, I think he, I don't know, Rotary or Lions Club or somebody, he had a meeting today. So he wasn't able to join us, but he did send a little bit of an update for Central and South Louisiana. So I'm going to read through that really quick before I turn it over to Lee. So from Vince, Conditions have been reasonably dry but warm and have been favorable to jumpstart the warm season forages and pastures and hay fields. Most producers have made an attempt and were able to go ahead and get a first cutting of hay put up um, somewhat lower yields uh, than expected due to the extended cool spring um, as we've been seeing. Herbicide applications and fertilizer will be applied following this first cutting with anticipation of a more typical and higher yielding cutting later this summer. Most spring cow workings are complete and bulls are turned out for the for the spring breeding season. Um, at the local markets, prices are strong for all classes of cattle, and I know Lee's going to touch on that here in just a little bit. Um, producers have been pleased with calf prices moving forward. He also wanted to note that fuel prices are somewhat down from a year ago, uh, likewise for fertilizer, which has been helpful on the input uh, input side of things as we get started, particularly here with this year's hay season. Um, so again, that that's from Vince for our central and south Louisiana. Uh, Lee, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you. Um, I'm going to I know we always say northwest Louisiana, but I feel like what you're saying for northwest is going to also coincide with everything we need for the Northeast. So you're going to give a general North Louisiana update for us. We'll see what we can do with it, Ashley. Uh, well, uh, good day, everyone. Glad to be with you all here today. Um, echo a lot of what Vince has stated. It is, um, it, it, it is fairly hot and, and getting dry in corners of northern Louisiana. Um, I, I know, especially over towards the northeast uh, part of the state, I think they picked up some rain some scattered thunderstorms uh, in, in the last few days uh, over the weekend. In fact, I, I was over that way and ran into some rain. <clears throat> but as far as northwest goes, it is drying out in pockets, folks. Uh, a lot of people are kind of concerned about it. And, you know, it's the time of year where we it's obvious we've moved into the summer weather pattern where uh, things dry up a little bit and you start to run uh, run into these pop-up summer thunderstorms and and whatnot but uh been very hot very humid a lot of people are, are fairly concerned about the dry the dry conditions and that's pretty much region wide uh, a lot of hay has been made over the last two weeks uh just simply because it's been dry we've had plenty of drying time um something vince uh, included in his report that I'm going to echo some kind of a theme going here is yields on hay. Talked to a lot of producers in the last uh, couple of weeks that have been getting that first cutting out of the way and almost to a T every one of them is complaining about yields and uh, the ones that don't complain about yields are complaining about maturity level especially if they had some winter forages out there like uh, like some volunteer ryegrass and stuff, 
it was uh, got a, a very mature on a lot of producers and led to lower quality hay being put up. So people are kind of waiting with bated breath to see what the what the future holds on the weather. You know, talked to a producer last night who was uh, trying to get a little closer to some better rain chances before he fertilized his second cutting. But people are overall optimistic. I think we've got some pretty good running chances coming uh, coming here in the next weekend or early next week for sure. Uh, pastures, though, look good. Uh, it, it, there's still enough uh, soil moisture there that we're able to uh, able to grow some grass. Uh, Bermuda grass is looking really good since it, we got past that cold period. It seemed like it wasn't that long ago. It was still fairly cool at nights. Uh, but the Bermuda grass, Bahia grass is growing, um, especially areas that may have gotten a little more moisture, may have gotten a random uh, shower in the last few weeks. They're looking a little better. Uh, winter forage is done, folks. I don't have to tell y'all that. You can look out your window probably and, and tell that. But uh, the general consensus, I guess, when you talk to people, is a, kind of a uh, uh, mixed bag on this year's winter forage season. Some people I've talked to have had, had pretty decent years. A lot have had, had underperforming winter forages. Um, talked to a guy the other day who was talking about a white clover stand, some of the some of the best white clover that he's ever had and, and yielded the most. Uh, really pleased with, with, uh, with, with his production. But uh, I would say the majority would be a, a, a little bit uh, a little bit negative on the overall winter forage production this year um, and that may be attributed to the cold snaps we got to just kind of set things back folks a um, lot of i wouldn't say there's a lot of cattle being worked but there's a lot of cattle being pinned and rushed to get fall born calves to market right now and any you know any yearlings that may be held over from those winter pastures uh, they're, they're uh, leaving this country in a, in a rapid rate, and that's due to these markets, folks. They are simply on fire. Uh, a lot of times I sound like a pessimist and talking about these markets and talking about how they stagnate and, you know, uh, kind of bellyache and moan a little bit. Well, folks, I'm going to tell you, uh, things are red hot right now. If you've got marketable cattle in any class, now's a pretty good time to market them. Uh, get ask the question frequently well how long is it going to last how long is it going to last if, if i knew that i'd be doing something making a lot more money than what i do uh but rather than asking how long it lasts you know if if you enjoy the profit while it's there which you know the argument can be made that profit is not as much as it was in 2014 for sure due to these rising input prices we've seen just a brief moderation in fertilizer prices um, feed prices have held pretty steady. I know Ashley will give a report on that. But I, I can't state enough how hot this cattle market is right now, folks. And so I, I do have uh, kind of my compilation of Louisiana livestock markets from last week. And just want to remind you, you know, it's been, been a few weeks since we talked and since I give, gave one of these reports. I just want to remind you folks that these are self-reported numbers. They're, they're coming from the sale barns. And and I, I believe the information is credible, or I wouldn't report it. But you got to understand that not everybody kind of counts the same. And one thing that's missing from all these market reports is some quality. 
information and that can really uh, sway the price a little bit. So what I'm going to report is the average of ranges, folks, and then I'm going to report a high and a low uh, or low and a high for each class of cattle. So I'll jump right into it. And and one other asterisk before I deliver this. Um, so the, the data that I'm pulling from this week was I didn't get quite as much data from as many barns as what I normally do. So take it with a grain of salt, but I do still think that it's that it's um, that it's some valid data. So I'll I'll be yakking about the asterisks and I'll get get started on giving the report. Uh, five to six weight, five hundred to six hundred pound steers. Uh, the r average of the range is a dollar nineteen a pound to two dollars and forty three cents a pound. Low being seventy three cents a pound, high being two dollars and fifty two cents a pound, folks. On the heifer mates, five to six weight heifer mates of that, the average of the ranges is a dollar fourteen to two fifteen. Low being eighty cents a pound, high being two dollars and thirty two cents a pound. Moving on into the killing cows, our, our slaughter cows, and just want to remind you that I, when I'm compiling this data, I throw out the thin cows off this deal because that can really, uh, really swing this the, these values. You know, these cows that are in a ultra low body condition score and and that really should have been marketed six eight months ago if not a couple of years ago uh but anyway so uh with that being said the average of the ranges was 55 cents a pound to a dollar 28 a pound low being 46 high of a dollar 65 folks i really wonder what uh what the story is on that uh killing cow that brought a dollar 65 that, that's pretty unique there uh bull side just as good <clears throat> low uh, average of the range is uh 77 cents a pound to a dollar 21 a pound low being 65 high being a dollar 25. so these uh these packer bulls these killing bulls are still up there folks uh once again they, they continue to be to be uh, uh on up there as far as price go on the pair cattle, the data was pretty sparse for it, but I'm going to report what I've got. Um, average of ranges 675 to two, uh, 2016, uh, low being 650 and the high being 2200, folks. Uh, on the uh, on the uh, bred cattle side, um, not going to report the low end of the average because I think it's some skewed data there. But the uh, average of the highs was 1383, with the high being 1400. Uh, folks, I'm going to give you my opinion. It, it's hard to look at the prices on these pairs and the bread cattle because uh, you don't know what kind of type of cattle these are that are running through that are making these prices. You know, the auction markets we're pulling data from could have had a big run of really good cows, stocker replacement cows, and uh, that can, of course, swing the prices higher. It could have been a slow week on the replacement cows and brings the prices lower. But as a whole, folks, I'm going to be honest with you. I still think that uh, the price on these stocker replacement cows is hadn't caught up to the calf market. When we're talking about um, uh, five to six weight steers bringing a dollar nineteen to two forty three a pound, and then you drop back and say that even on the high side you're buying uh, buying good pair of cattle for two thousand dollars a pair. Folks, uh, uh, we, we just hadn't caught up yet. 
but anyway, uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of these fall cattle, uh, fall born calves uh, hitting the market, as I stated earlier. Um, some of the runs at these local barns has been has been fairly high for this time of year. We're getting into a time period, though, where we see these larger runs starting to build through the summer and on into fall. Um, but other than that, it's pretty quiet other than the dry conditions, the hay and uh, pinning cattle to send cattle to market. Folks, glad to be with y'all, and I'll turn it back over to you, Ashley. Thank you, sir. Um, another thing Lee and I were visiting about earlier this morning is flies are starting to get bad. Uh, I know a lot of y'all are seeing that. We've been working cows and calves um, at the Dean Lee Station the last couple of weeks and are seeing that too. So um, just as a reminder, you do want to rotate classes of treatments that you're using. Um, and we've got a couple of resources for you on those. Um, so while Lee was doing his market reports and everything, I was pulling up links to two different videos. So um, back in 2020, Jason Holmes did a webinar. So a full, I think it was 30 minutes or so webinar um, on external parasite uh, control methods. And so I've got that linked. And then I think in 2021, Vince did a, um, a shorter uh, virtual field day video. And so that's uh, specific to horn fly management control methods. And so I've got that linked as well. Um, so y'all can go into the little description and click on either one of those. If you have trouble accessing them or can't find them, uh, please reach out to me uh, or Lee and one of us will get those for you. With that, I, we really don't have a whole lot um, left to, I guess, to really go over today. There's not really any big events that we have scheduled for y'all as far as the Ag Center goes. Um, just as a reminder, uh, feel free to reach out to us at any point in time with whatever it is that we can help you with. And if we don't know the answer or have the resources, we will find that for y'all. Uh, we hope that y'all stay cool and are able to get some hay up. And we will be back with y'all in just a couple of weeks. Okay, y'all. Sorry um, for a little bit of delay in getting the markets to y'all. We've it's been a it's been a day <laughs> trying to get all this and get it all put together for you. So. Um, sorry, we did not include this in our regular, the regular portion of our news update, um, but did want to come in and include some of the markets for the week ending uh, May 26th. So you'll see our shorthand here and uh, my shorthand, I guess, nothing super fancy, but you'll see choice box beef closed the week at $301.36. That is an increase in $1.56 from the previous week. And the choice select spread was $17.77, which was up $1.87 compared to the previous week. I did want to note that compared to our previous news update two weeks ago, choice box beef decreased $5.27 and the choice select spread is down $4.10. Due to the holiday weekend, there were no slaughter reports. For our calf prices, 500 to 550 pounds steers, mediums and large ones and twos. Again, this is an average between Oklahoma and Mississippi. Um, those did average $242, which is up $17 from our report two weeks ago. Then our 750 to 800 pound feeder steers, medium large ones and twos, sold at an average of $197.50, which is up about $3.50 compared to two weeks ago. On our keel cows, I only had the Mississippi report. So lean cull cows ended the week at $0.87, cents, which is up about two pennies. Boning utility was uh, ended the week at 96 cents, which was up about two pennies. And then breakers uh, ended the week at 94 cents, which is down about three pennies. Moving into our feedstuffs, I know Lee alluded to these a little bit earlier. 
Um, so again, any comparisons, the, um, even though I don't have it noted, any comparisons made here are compared to two weeks ago when we were with you last. So soybean meal is down $30.70 at $432.20 a ton. Soybean holes held steady at 140. Rice brand steady at 200. Cottonseed meal down $15 at 362.50. Whole cottonseed down $25 at 275. Corn gluten feed meal is at 725. That is down $40 from the previous um, news update. DDGs we're at 252.67. And then corn, this is a new crop, is at $5.08 a bushel.